Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Heat, Repeat. So today's topic is interesting. Interesting because you wouldn't normally think about this topic when you're talking about nutrition. And the topic today is bravery. Being brave. So what the heck does bravery have to do with nutrition? Well, actually a lot. So recently, I just took a five-day online course. It was a free course by one of my favorite authors, John Acuff. He is a motivational speaker. He wrote the book, Finish, which I really enjoyed. Finish is about actually finishing a goal, not just starting a goal, which ties in so well with nutrition because I think a lot of people have these goals, uh, things they want to accomplish, and then as soon as things get hard, they just quit. So how do you actually finish a goal you set out? And then most recently, my favorite book by him is called Soundtracks, and it's about identifying What are the thoughts you have on repeat that may need to be retired or rewritten? And I actually use a lot of the concepts he talks about in his book with my clients during their sessions. So those are two books I would highly recommend. Um, Like I said, when I saw he did a five-day free course online, I jumped right on it because, first of all, I just wanted to learn and grow as a person. And then second, I realized this is great content that I can put a nutrition spin on and then share with all of you. So that's what I'm going to do today. I realized I actually have a story of bravery um, or that's going to require a lot of bravery coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Probably by the time this airs, I will have already done it, so uh, I'll have to give you an update once it's completed, but I signed up to do an elementary school nutrition assembly, and I would be lying if I didn't tell you I was scared out of my mind. (laughs) I've never done an assembly before. I've talked to classrooms. I've done that for years, and I love doing it, but an assembly is a pretty big undertaking. And in my head, when I hear assembly, I just think, you know, um, fog lights and loud music and dancing and juggling. I tried to tell my staff that they had to all learn how to juggle uh, for this event, and they all just looked at me and said no. So there'll be no juggling at this assembly. But Just because it's not the huge, loud fanfare of maybe some of those professional assemblies, I don't want the information to get lost or to feel like it's not as important because of the production. So I've been putting a lot of time and effort into how to create a meaningful experience 
one that the kids can take the information uh, and actually apply it, take it home to their families. And so I'm really, really excited for the opportunity, but also really scared. And both can be true and they're going to be true. So I will keep you updated. That is my promise to you. I'm going to show up for these kids, all 600 of them, and give it my best and then um, report back. So let's talk about bravery in terms of nutrition. So one place where I see uh, my clients being exceptionally brave is setting up an appointment. It takes a lot of courage to call a business set up an appointment, especially when you're talking about something as um, vulnerable and private as nutrition. Like you're basically laying out your habits and hoping that the person on the receiving end is going to be gentle when they hear that information. And I always like to tell my clients, like, I am not the food police. I will never judge you definitely not judge you as much as you are judging yourself. Part of this is, this is just your journey and this is where you're at. And I'm just so happy you're here, right? That's really what we want. We want somebody who's going to be a cheerleader, who's going to accept us for who we are, where we're at without judgment and to come into an office and maybe share some of the things that you're not proud of takes a lot of courage. And so I just want to acknowledge all the people that have come into our office or have gone to see a dietitian in the past because I see all that work that you did and acknowledge you for that. Another place that takes courage is actually moving forward with action. So the Literal definition of bravery is courageous behavior. So it's not just a thought. It's not something we just sit on. It's something we actually have to do. There's action behind it. There's skin in the game. And anytime that you make a change to your habits, that requires courage. Whether you see it that way or not, it literally requires courage. Anytime you do something different out of your norm, you try something. I always tell my clients, your brain is going to throw out a full-on temper tantrum. It doesn't like doing things different. And to show up for yourself and to do it anyway, despite the adversity going on in your head, despite you know the uncomfortable conversations you may have to have with family members or friends of why you're choosing things differently, that all requires bravery. So what I want to do is I want to take you through a speed course of what the content was in those five days as it applies to nutrition. So the first day we talked about why, um, what it means to be brave, right? And what are the components of bravery? Well, first of all, you need a goal. Now, this is real simple when you're applying it to nutrition because most people that come into our office have a specific reason why they're calling. They want to either lower their cholesterol levels, they want to manage their blood sugars, they want to learn how to um, create healthier meals for their family, they want to lose weight, they want to 
um, learn how to increase their performance on the soccer field or whatever sport they're playing. They want to learn how to have a healthier relationship with food. Like most people come into our office with a goal. But the goal is a very, very important part because nobody is going to be brave just because. Like nobody's going to show up and put in work, excuse me, if they don't have a specific goal they're working towards. There's no motivation behind it. So one of the things I want you to think about is if you have a specific nutrition goal or a health goal is I want you to dial in and get very, very clear on what specifically do you want to work on. A lot of times we'll make just a very broad generic goal, like I want to be healthier. Um, I want to be around for my family. I want to weigh less. Well, those are all technically goals, but there's nothing to attach a motivation to. Like it's too broad. It's too generic. So I want you to think about what specifically do you want to work on? Do you want to increase your water? Do you want to increase your produce consumption? Do you want to decrease your sodium? Like what exactly are you looking to do? So that way, when you get to the second step, you are giving your brain direction where to go. A confused mind always says no, right? Isn't that the number one rule of selling? (laughs) Confused mind always says no. Um, A confused mind won't take action. I see it all the time when people come into my office. They're like, I'm not sure what diet I should follow. I hear this and I hear that. And so I don't know what to do, so I'm just doing nothing. A confused mind won't take action. And we know that in order to be brave, it is behavior. It's an actual behavior. It's action. So first we need our goal. The second thing we need to do is get really curious. I love this word curious because... Notice it doesn't say we need to judge ourselves. Our immediate reaction is to go right to judgment. I shouldn't be doing this. I know this is wrong, but that doesn't feel good. Like, can we just please stop the judgment? Like I said, if I'm not going to be the food police, you can't be the food police either. It's not a one size fits all answer. As John Acuff says, it's a one size fits you. You are on your very own unique journey that doesn't have to look like anybody else's or anything that you've seen before. But what we do need to do when we're trying to pursue a specific goal is get really curious about our current behaviors. Why do we do the things we do? Why do I gravitate towards this food? Am I even hungry? And a lot of us just work on autopilot and we never stop to question if the actions we're taking are actually in alignment with what our goals are. Or another example is we'll have people that, you know, I've just always done it this way. This is how I was raised. Well, let's break that down. Do you want to do something different? What do you want that to look like? And... Do you believe that it's possible for you? Get curious. Start asking questions. Don't just assume that because you think it's true, it automatically is true. You know, what else could be true about the situation that could maybe make you think about it differently? 
I love asking these types of questions during our consultations, during our visits with clients, because a lot of us just assume that what we've always done is just the way it always has to be. And when you start getting curious about what else is available, you start to open your mind up to new creative solutions. So the second step is when you're being brave, it requires you to be curious and not judgmental. And then the third part of bravery is practice. This is one of my favorite things that he said all week long. John Acuff said, bravery is not magic, it's a muscle. Bravery is not magic, it's a muscle, which basically means it's not just going to magically show up and you're going to do the work. Like you actually have to practice being brave. And when you're brave in small situations, it gives you enough confidence to be braver in the big situations. So where are you practicing bravery right now in your own life? How are you showing up for yourself? How are you speaking up for yourself? Are you telling people what you need? Are you setting boundaries? What are you doing to practice those things that we know are so important for our health? How are you putting in the reps so that you can continue to show up brave the next day and after that and after that? So that is what we learned on day one. And I know I'm kind of just throwing out a whole bunch of questions, but I want you to think about these questions as it applies to you and what your specific nutrition goal is, right? Don't just listen to this and be like, yeah, that's a good idea. I should probably do that. Actually stop the podcast, rewind, listen to it, write it down and do the work. I know every time I'm like, oh, we should journal. Everyone's like, ugh, journal. Yeah, I know, I should probably do that, but that just takes too much time. But yet we're willing to complain about our lack of activity on something over and over and over again when we really could have just fixed it by journaling and being introspective. So before we're so quick to say, yeah, I know I should do that, actually, let's do it. Do something different. Turn this off, rewind it. Go back, ask her some questions, and then let's proceed to day two. All right, so on Tuesday, we learned what are the five tools to bravery. Well, they are people, soundtracks, reps, truth, and boundaries. So I'm going to explain a little bit about each one. So the first thing we need in order to be brave is people. Who is your team of people that are going to help support your goal. You know, for some of us, that's our family. It's our friends. For others, you might not have that. You might have a spouse that's constantly bringing junk food home. Or you may have colleagues at work that are constantly asking you to go out to eat. And it feels like you're doing this nutrition thing all on your own. If that's the case... I really hope that at some point you find yourself a really cool dietitian to work with. (laughs) I'm not just saying that because that's my job, but actually I am saying that because it's my job. It is such a game changer when you have somebody in your court cheering you on and helping you work through some of your challenges. 
find your people to rally behind you, especially on the days when you're not motivated. Find somebody that you can trust with, you know, with important information, um, but find people to do life with. It makes a big difference. When you are by yourself, you then become the expert. And some of us should not be experts in nutrition. (laughs) I know for me, like if I wouldn't have people around me like an accountant and my husband and financial advisors, and I was left up to my own device to make all financial decisions, I'm pretty sure uh, my checkbook would be a mess. So I had to find a team of people that have my best interest at heart to help me make important decisions. And nutrition is no different. Find your people. The second tool we need are better soundtracks. So soundtracks, just like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, are thoughts that we have on repeat, uh, things that we assume to be true or statements we've always said. And some of those need to go. Some of them we actually find out are not helpful, they're not kind, they're not even true. What do you tell yourself in challenging situations that take you away from your goal? So a great example of this is when, oh, I can give you a great example. So I told you before that I used to struggle with overeating at dinner and I got to the point where I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why am I not getting, why am I not doing better? Like, this is my job. I'm counseling other people on how to do it, but yet I'm struggling with it myself. I feel like a fraud. And so what I did was I brought my notebook to the dinner table. And once I felt my fullness signal, I pushed my plate aside and I grabbed my notebook instead. Now I knew that my brain wasn't going to handle just stopping eating when I was full. I I knew it wasn't going to handle it well because my brain likes things structured. It likes familiar. Even if it's not necessarily healthy, it still likes what's comfortable. And so when I grabbed that notebook and I didn't grab my fork to finish my plate, I started to realize all the soundtracks that were playing in my head. For example, this is stupid. You don't really mean to do this tonight, do you? You can do it tomorrow. We should just do it tomorrow. Um, What was another one that I said? Uh, You're really going to leave a couple bites on your plate? What are two more bites? Two more bites isn't really that big of a deal. This is dumb. This is stupid. That one played a lot. (laughs) Uh, One of them was like, I don't even care. You know what? Just eat it and then tomorrow we can worry about it. You worked out earlier today. You can afford to eat the extra calories. Like my brain was throwing all sorts of things out at me in the moment and sitting there with a notebook and pen allowed me the opportunity to see which ones were true, which ones were kind and which ones were helpful. And just so you know, none of them were. (laughs) And I realized that when I hear myself default to some of those untrue, unkind, unhelpful statements, I need to rewrite better sentences. I'm actually going to give you a couple soundtracks at the end of this lesson, uh, some that he gave as suggestions. But for now, I'm just going to say, what sentences do you need to rewrite? What are some things that your subconscious is saying on repeat that you don't even realize until you write it down?
The third tool that we need in our tool belt is reps, meaning practice. Here is that word practice again. Remember I told you I wanted to fix overeating at dinner? Well, as it turns out, I was overeating dinner for many, many years. And I knew that giving myself a week to work on it wasn't going to cut it. You can't take four decades of practicing overeating and change it in one week. And I realized that. So I gave myself a whole entire year of practice. Lots and lots of reps. Because remember, bravery is a muscle. It's not magic. It requires muscle memory, which means you've got to do it over and over and over again. And then when you get cocky and you think you've got it all figured out, go practice some more. All right. A lot of us will try something once, deem it not helpful or it didn't work, and then on to the next thing. When really the only thing that wasn't working is we didn't give it enough practice. So I want to you to think about what was that last thing you gave up on? What's that last goal you gave up on uh, when it comes to nutrition? Maybe you were trying to lose weight. And so you ate more fruits and vegetables and you walked every night and the scale didn't move. It didn't move after a week of eating more vegetables and exercising, going for a walk every day. Maybe the problem wasn't eating more vegetables and going for a walk. Maybe the problem was you just didn't do it long enough for it actually to make a difference. Where is an area that you have given up on something too quickly, where if you would have just been a little bit more consistent and given it more time, you would have seen results? I share the story all the time about the lady I worked with that didn't lose a single pound for seven weeks. Seven weeks! She was doing all the things. She was eating well. She was, you know, had her foods in the right portion sizes. She was exercising. She was increasing her water. She was sleeping. She was doing all the things and the scale wouldn't budge. And I kept telling her, I know this is frustrating, but hang in with me. I promise there'll be a payoff. I don't know when, but there will be one because consistent action always reaps rewards. And wouldn't you know it, at week seven, the weight just started falling off of her. But she was ready to quit at week three, right? I I had to plead with her and beg her and promise her that it was going to work. And I'm so thankful she stuck with me because everything about her wanted to quit after three weeks. And for some of you people listening, you're not even giving it three weeks. You're giving it three days. So we need to put in the reps. We need to show up. We need to be brave enough to put in the practice. The fourth tool we need is truth, okay? So John Acuff says that fear will lie to us, okay? Fear lies. Fear will tell us that we'll never be successful and we'll never overcome this obstacle. And that's where we need to create a hard list. A hard list is a list of things that you have accomplished. And it doesn't matter how long ago it was. So maybe in fourth grade, you memorized all the state capitals and you got 100% on your geography test, right? That was something hard that you did. Even though you were 10 when you did it, you still did it. So I'm pretty sure most of you listening, all of you listening, have done something hard. 
write down your hard list. I know for me when I'm exercising and things are burning and they're really hard, I tell myself, you gave birth to five children. You can do 10 more seconds of these jump squats, (laughs) right? Because I need experience to prove to me why I can continue going. Because fear or discomfort will always tell me that I should quit right now. We should just quit. This doesn't feel good. Quit, quit, quit. But your truth, your hard list will remind you that you are more than capable of showing up in this area. And even though we don't think of nutrition as a courageous choice, changing your eating habits or or making changes, I promise you it is. You need to be brave and show up for yourself every day to do the work. So create a hard list. What are the things that you have done in the past and have succeeded? And when fear tells you that you can't, you have proof to show you can. The fifth tool in our tool belt is boundaries. What boundaries do you need to create to be successful? You know, I talk a lot in my sessions with my clients about um, things that we need to have in place, like sleep and water and some stress management. Like those are some boundaries we need to create first if we want to be successful with our nutrition goals. And so what boundaries do you need to set up so you can be successful too? That was Tuesday. Wednesday was all about the secret to bravery. This one's a short one, or I'm just giving you the short version at least. And it's compassion for self. So I like to talk a lot about how we need to be kind to ourselves because kindness motivates. Um, Shame is... You know, we want to hide when we feel shamed. Uh, We want to blame others, guilt, things that we think should motivate us actually put us more into hiding where kindness enables us to show up. And so what's interesting is John Acuff kind of said similar things. He said the secret to bravery is compassion. And he uh, defined compassion as kindness plus action which I actually like a little bit more than just kindness. Like you can be kind to yourself. You can say nice things, but it's the action behind it that brings more truth to the situation. It makes you want to show up. So it's not just the act of being kind. It's kindness plus action. So what are you specifically doing to show yourself compassion? How do you show up for yourself? Not just what are the thoughts you think like, oh, I should be nice to myself today and it's okay. You tried hard. How do you actually back that up with action? What are you doing? What are you not doing? And how can you add more compassion to your day? The fourth day, so that would have been Thursday, we talked all about imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome is not feeling good enough to show up, right? You want to hide. You don't feel adequate. So me with this assembly coming up, I've got imposter syndrome all over the place. I was talking to, um, who was I talking to? Um, Gosh, it was somebody that I, 
I can't remember who it was, a friend. And um, I was telling her how I'm doing this nutrition assembly. And she's like, that's awesome. Who better to do a nutrition assembly than you? And I responded, who better? Professional assembly people. That's who's better. Not me, not a person that meets one-on-one with clients. And, um, she was laughing at that, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like inadequate that I'm not a professional assembly person. Therefore I have no business showing up and that's not even true. I do have every right to show up because this is my job. This is my life. I've got five kids. I mean, who better to show up than somebody who lives it, teaches it, is in it all day long. So where imposter syndrome will tell you to hide, we need to actually do the opposite and show up. And for a lot of us with nutrition, the minute we don't perform the way we want to, or the minute we mess up, our initial reaction is to hide. I see it all the time in your journals. In your nutrition journals, you will tell me all the great things you did. And then the moment that you uh, go off or go to a party or go to a wedding or whatever, go out to eat, you'll stop writing in your journal because you don't want me to see what you did, right? We want to hide. So in order to be brave, we have to do the opposite. We first have to check our expectations. Are we even uh, seeking a realistic goal? I love, I love it when I have people that come into the office and tell me that, um, I haven't lost any weight if if their goal was weight loss. I haven't lost any weight. And before I would listen to their words, I'd be like, wow, you're doing all the right things. I don't even know what to tell you to do differently. And then we would get on the scale and they would lose like three pounds. They're like, see, it's not working. I'm like, what? What do you mean? It's not working. You're down three pounds. Well, it should be more. That's a broken soundtrack, by the way. Um, I think the latest research that I read was that it can be up to 4,000 calories for women to lose a pound. You have to create a 4,000 calorie deficit in a week's time to lose a pound a week. That's a lot of flipping calories to be in a deficit too. 4,000 calories. So when you tell me that one pound isn't a big deal, I will argue with you until you concede and agree with me. For a lot of us, we need to check our expectations. They need to be realistic because we're trying to make ourselves accomplish something that's not even possible. And then we want to wonder why we're not good enough to, to finish our goal. Like we're not even playing fair. So... In order to show up and do this nutrition thing well, we need to make sure we have realistic expectations. And then we need to show up and we need to do the work. It's not just going to happen to us. We have to make it happen for us. Okay? So when it comes to nutrition, again, it's not just going to happen to you because you go and see a dietitian or you listen to this podcast. You actually have to make change. And to do that, you have to be brave. So I'm going to end this podcast with giving you 10 different soundtracks that uh, John shared, and I thought they were really helpful, and maybe they'll be helpful to you. So the first one, it's actually nothing to do with nutrition, 
per se. Uh, I just like it so much. And it says, fear gets a voice, not a vote. Fear gets a voice, not a vote. So that example with the school assembly, Adrian, would you like to do an assembly for our elementary school? The very first thing I think is, oh, heck no. No way. I've never done that before. I don't, I don't feel competent. I don't feel um, prepared. But instead, fear gets a voice, but it doesn't get a vote. And so I said, yes, anyway. I'm like, sure, I'll figure it out. I'm scared, but I want to do it because I know the payoff is going to be amazing. So fear gets a voice, not a vote. Maybe you want to adopt that soundtrack too. The second one is it will either be a success or a story. How many times on this podcast have I shared struggles with you? Things that I you know, find challenging. All right. But I try. I try new things because maybe something that I try will work. And for you guys, sometimes we just need to try new things. It's either going to be a success or it's going to be a story that helps somebody else on their journey. So you show up and you be brave anyway. It's either going to be a success or it's going to be a story. Either way, it's going to be okay. Another soundtrack is less woe is me and more wow is me. I think we like to tend to focus on all the things that aren't going well and why we can't be successful instead of focusing our time on, look at all the things that I've accomplished. I highly recommend that my clients write out three things that they're proud of, of themselves for every single night. We need to stop thinking of what we haven't done and start paying attention to what we do. And so maybe a soundtrack for you is less woe is me and more wow is me. Wow is me inspires you to show up again tomorrow. Uh, The fourth one is I am the CEO of me and I'm the best boss. Basically, what this means is you can never build a big life on a foundation of blame. At the end of the day, you are in charge of your body. You can blame your mother-in-law. You can blame the people you work with, but you are the CEO of you. And you're also a really good, capable boss. You can do this. Uh, The fifth one is focus on the fix, not the fear. Focus on the fix, not the fear. The more you focus on the problem, the bigger it's going to get. Now, it's absolutely okay to identify the problem. You just don't want it to be your only focus. Fear will tell you you can't do it. The fix, the solution, will tell you it's possible. An easy way to do this is put a timer on for five minutes or 15 minutes, whatever you're, you have the time to do. And so when you're struggling and fear is paralyzing you, Just tell yourself, I'm going to work on this project for five minutes, and then I'm going to put it away. Fear will tell you, no, you shouldn't even bother starting because it's too big of a project. And the solution will be like, okay, but I'm going to work on it for five minutes. And usually just that little bit of effort snowballs into something more productive and longer. Uh, The next one is discomfort is not a sign to stop. Discomfort is not a sign to stop. Discomfort is actually a marker of progress. Growth happens in progress. I just had a client this week who had a major breakthrough. I always tell my clients, it is in the hard where you get stronger. 
Think about when you lift a weight. When you lift a five pound weight for the first time, for the majority of us, there's not, it's not too difficult, right? When you're lifting it, you know, rep number one, two, and three, it's not too difficult. But when you are lifting maybe a 25 pound weight for the fourth, fifth, and sixth time, it's challenging at that point. You're sweating, you're hot, like it's hard, everything burns, but that is where change happens to your muscle. The change doesn't happen in the easy, it changes in the hard. So we shouldn't look at discomfort as a sign to stop. We should look at it as a measure of progress. Remember, the goal isn't less stress. It's more tools on how to deal with stress. Um, let's see here. Number seven, be better today than you were yesterday and repeat tomorrow. Guys, we do not need to do this thing perfectly. We just need progress. And some of you need the permission to show up imperfectly. I'm planning on showing up to this assembly imperfectly. And I'm going to learn a lot from my mistakes and I'm going to do it better the next time. I've already decided that's how it's going to happen. It's either going to be a success or it's going to be a story. Either way, you will find out. Uh, Number eight, some beats none. This is where I tell people it's not all or nothing. It's all or something, right? Remember, goals are scalable. You can cut back on something. You know, if you don't have 35 minutes to work out, but you have 10, great. It's not 35 minutes or zero. It's all or something. Remember, some beats none. That's another soundtrack. Um, Another soundtrack that you might want to adapt is I'll Feel Awesome After. Where I say this to myself a lot is at at the beginning of a workout. I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. I'm sore from the previous day. And I remind myself how much better I'm going to feel at the end of the workout. How awesome and how proud I'm going to be of myself when I complete it. Right? So sometimes we need to remember that the end is going to be great. And all we need to do is just start. And then the last soundtrack is who am I doing this very difficult job for? You know, what is your why? Who are you doing this for? Are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for your family, your kids? Are you doing it so you can be a better boss? Are you doing it so you can be around for your grandchildren? Who are you doing this for? A lot of times we get stuck in our own heads and we forget that we have a greater calling and a greater purpose to the people around us. And so I don't know if these soundtracks are going to be helpful to you. Maybe one or two of them you can really resonate with. Maybe you want to make up your own. But I want you to be brave. I want you to show up and I want you to achieve your goals. But more than anything, I want you to go live the life God has called you to live. You were designed for a specific purpose. You were designed to be brave and to reach people and help people but you need to take that first step. All right, so be brave, create that goal, get curious and practice, practice, practice. All right, guys, I'm gonna give you your recipe. Uh, This is actually something I posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago and so many people commented on it. So I guess it's a good one and I need to share it with more of you. Which as a reminder, if you are not 
on our Instagram page or Facebook page. Just go to Body Metrics Health and you will find us there. You'll get recipes and um, a whole bunch of fun stuff, nutrition tips. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on all our socials so you can get that great information. All right, the recipe this week is pumpkin energy bites. So for this recipe, you're gonna need three cups of oats, one cup of pumpkin puree, one cup of peanut butter. You could use any nut butter. You can use almond butter. Two-third cup of maple syrup or honey. A half a teaspoon of cinnamon. A half a teaspoon of pumpkin spice. A half a tablespoon of vanilla. Four to six tablespoons of chia seeds. A half a cup of mini dark chocolate chips. And optional is one cup of chopped nuts of choice. And so you're going to combine all the ingredients in a bowl and mix until they're consistently combined. Roll them into golf size ball pieces, or alternatively, you could make them into bars and place in a pan. Refrigerate for 30 minutes and then keep in the fridge until you're ready to serve. If you don't think you're going to eat all of them within a week, you can freeze half of the batch and then just pull them out as you need them. There you go. Pumpkin energy bites. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging in there with me. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Body Metrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.